Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so let me introduce you to Lily. Lily lives in the Canary uh, Islands hi. in Spain. Nice. The Canary Islands. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and these That's and nice. the plan is for both to be there at the booth in All Star. So this is your... Awesome. We're, we're, we're really committed it. to have working the whole family there. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. So as, so as I've explained... The way Friday Night Movie works is uh, we invite you. You're joining our family for an hour. And the name of the podcast comes from the fact that when we were teenagers, all the way through when I finished college, every Friday night, we would have dinner and then go to the movies with our parents. So Cool. Episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we invite you to join our family and talk about movies and join my sisters in making fun of me, which I just feel is coming this week. This week, we are extremely lucky. We have one of the creators and uh, I don't know if the exact word is runners, directors, uh, drivers of the All-Star Comic-Con. Mike McNutt is joining us. You all have heard us talk about it every week for weeks that we uh, that we will be there in June. Well, we have one of the folks to tell you more about that, but he's also a pop culture expert. And so we will be hearing, uh, We all he'll be joining in in the shenanigans as well. But before we get to Mike, but before we get to Mike, Lily, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, I'm okay. I've uh, had better weeks. I my son broke my nose on Thursday. Now, how old is your son? Just remind everybody. He's a little shy of three, so he's uh, like two and ten and a half months or but something. He is a tra- right? But he's a trained martial artist. Yes, he, he is. He's in. He is. And I'd like to say panda? that like he's, he's officially a panda. He's officially a little panda. He has been doing martial arts it, for almost a year and a half. Wait, is that like a so, level in martial in your martial art that you guys? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. He was a little Mugen baby, and now he's a panda. What he's come, been doing martial what, arts what, since what he's eighteen next? months. Like a marmoset? Like what's the? A tiger oh, and then a lion. Oh, okay. okay? <laughs> and um. I did not realize that. I'm glad you brought up the martial arts thing. I did not realize that he had been playing. Just, I don't know if you, as, if you know, Becky, your your baby's too little still yet, but um, Shy, like I don't know if ever happened where Allie maybe did something with the kids that you weren't aware of, and then they do it with you, and you're like, whoa, I don't know that like game or whatever it was. I had no idea that they had been playing. I mean, that's how I some about, sort of game. That's how I that feel about I then, kids with reading. Like, Allie's, yeah. like, off reading with them, and then they're like, oh, I want to read, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> that's, that's good parenting. And so, and so um, apparently they play this game where he, my son, ju- dives off the couch, and then <laughs> my husband catches him. Um, and they sort of, like, have this, like, worked it, they've worked it out so that nobody gets hurt, and it's super fun. I did not realize this. And I was alone for, like, a whole afternoon with my son on on Thursday, and had um, been doing all these fun games, because he kept trying to, like, because he's related to us, want to watch TV, and I kept being like, no, let's go do this fun thing, and we built a fort, and we did all this super fun stuff. So I put a 
mattress. I had this like extra mattress around. I put it on the floor and we were like jumping on it and doing really, really fun things. And he goes on the couch and I was like, why don't you jump off the couch and jump onto the mattress and like, it'll protect your fall and be so fun. You can jump. But you told him in English and he doesn't speak English. He does speak English. <laughs> like a little bit though. Like a little he speaks bit. English fine. He's he definitely English understands me. And so he jumped off the first time, but he jumped pretty far. And I was like, whoa, man, like, no, jump, don't dive. Like, what? And then he looked at me like, whoa, you don't get the game. But now I didn't run. Now I realized that's what he was looking, he was trying to say. And then he did it again. And he, as if he was diving off the high dive, but into my face. <laughs> and so he goes and does this like massive dive off the couch. And I'm stunned like deer in headlights. And I leaned forward to try and make sure that he would be okay. His forehead hit my nose like a bat cracking a baseball like wow just so i heard it so clearly blood everywhere i'm just holding my nose running around he just yells mommy you hit me mommy you hit me stop (laughs) crying mommy stop crying it was so bad um I ended up calling my husband's a professional kickboxer and, my, and martial artist. I call him to come home from work because I'm like, he'll know what to do. This happens to him all the time. And so he comes running home. He's like, you just go to an ER. Um, the babysitter will be there soon. When she gets there, you go to the ER. And I was like, you need to come home. He comes home. I, I'm waiting for him. By that time, the babysitter showed up. Thank God. At this point, I don't even know who my kid is. Like, I don't want anything to do with him. And so, thank God the babysitter got there. Because I was like, I cannot deal with you right now. And uh, my husband like, set my nose, which was something Whoa, that I like a boxer. Ever, like a boxer. I didn't th- think that sentence would ever come out of my mouth. Um, it hurt a lot. And then he was like, oh, you're going to be fine. Now you should definitely go to the ER, though. And, <laughs> and of course, our mom after called me. She's like, "You need a plastic surgeon." I cannot believe you let him touch your nose. <laughs> and, well, to and, be oh. fair, your nose is already pretty. It was fat. a little bit bumpy. My nose that much yeah. different. I would right. say we're not, we're not. We're working with pretty um, banged up material anyway. So, hey, go to the ER. Whatever. There's not much they can do. It just needs to heal. It's incredibly painful though, and like you can't sneeze, and like t- like. The water on your face in a shower is I'm, pretty bad. I'm oh, wow. sorry you're suffering, but unfortunately, this is not a podcast okay. about broken right, noses. Right. Sure. So, but I, I will not... say that I would like to use the broken nose as a blame for then that next day, me staying in bed pretty much the whole day and watching Lindsay Lohan's Beach House. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? the pain wasn't enough. Yeah, and I'm just curious if anybody else out there has seen that show, because um, I would like to say it was like due to pain, but that show is—it's crazy and weird, and um, it's embarrassing to have watched it. All right, Becky. <laughs> Becky, how are you doing? Granted, you have Very no quickly. time to tell us. <laughs> I'm recovering from mom arriving at one o'clock in the morning yesterday on her whirlwind trip to God knows where from place to place. So I'm great. I'm a little sleepy. Okay. That's it. And with that, let us turn to our guest, Mike McNutt. Mike, welcome. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. I don't have a broken nose. Um, You're one step ahead of me. I got several hours of sleep last night, so I'm wide awake. Step ahead of Becky. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm really good. I'm good compared to and, the three of you and, guys. Right and you now. coach your and you coach your your son's team, so you're you're a far better parent than any of us, right? Two wins. Both boys won last yesterday. Happy what about sports? that. What They both play basketball, second grade and oh. fifth grade. Oh, nice! Wow. So, happy dad. They knew I was happy, so you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, okay, so Mike, we are so thrilled to be exhibiting at our first comic-con i went to all-star last year for my first time and it had the most amazing energy the most amazing feeling of community and when the email popped up this year asking if people wanted to exhibit i said you know what if we're going to do it this is where we're going to do it first this is a community i want to be a part of so fantastic now we're so happy to have you guys and definitely community will be the term used a lot i'm sure in this interview so <laughs> exactly and so uh, let's start there um, again, we've been telling our listeners forever that we're going to be there. Tell us and tell them what the mission of the All-Star Comic-Con is. All-Star is really, uh, and the funny thing is we just had a, a six-hour planning meeting last night. Myself, wow. Kevin, and kind of our consigliere, Kurt Comfer from Love, Loud and Pride. He's the guy who develops and designs all the rings, the rings wow. that you received uh, last week at VA Comic-Con, along with a million other things that we do. He's pretty much our brand developer. Uh, so we had a long planning meeting, kind of taking care of the bells and whistles. And uh, the idea, you know, we started talking about All-Star Con and, and more and more and more. And the idea, it's an all-around unique pop culture celebration. And the term pop oh, culture... I love that. That's yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and that's what we... Um, that, yeah. When people ask us, and we were very fortunate... dream our, life. Oh, yeah. My ring our, right our, here. <laughs> yeah, you got your well, Right on. I got... Where are mine? I got... Here's my season two rings. Here are all my season yeah. two rings. Nice. You know, each of them have a little unique story. I'd love to tell you someday about them. But like, it's a, it's a it's an ultimate fan driven, fan owned pop culture celebration. And the idea of pop culture, as you know, as we all know, it is um, so incredibly varied. Um, but we try to, our best to capture as much of pop culture and all those little kind of threads of pop culture. We use the term fabric and texture a lot when developing and designing everything that we do for this event. So pop culture, it's a myriad of different threads, comic books, art, um, music, gaming, cosplay, you know, uh, uh, overall just and, and, and everything else, TV, celebrity, movies. It's it's so I feel many like it includes things. everything but Lindsay Lohan's speech. Out. Pretty there much, are limits. Yes. Like pop culture yes. like reaches a limit and that's a bridge too far. Yeah, because once we say Lindsay right. Lohan, we're like, Lohan, we've gone no. too far, too far. Bring, yeah. It yeah. bring it back. Yeah. You've exactly. jumped the beach house at that point. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I think it's time for us to all leave and go to sleep because we're starting to say Lohan. <laughs> right. so, but yeah, that, that's really what it is. So every, every time, it's fat, what's the fabric of our event? What's the texture of our event? Is this guest? Is this event? Is this attraction part of that texture? So we see a lot of other cons, and, and, and you know, we're, we're ones not to definitely poo-poo on other events, but we see sometimes people are just booked for the sake of being booked and attend for the sake of attending. It's like, no, we want you to have an experience with us. We are not the type That's of great. event where you walk in, you take a lap, and say, that was cool. I'm going to leave now. It's like, no, really? That's not what we built this event to be. We built this event to be an all-day experience. Whether you like it, whether you plan it or not, you're entering in there. It's going to hit you like a, like a, like a three-year-old into your nose. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. And the greatest thing that we've heard through the times that we've put these events and everything else together is this was my first con. This was my child's first con. This was my 
parents' first con. This was my it's grandparents' first Jai con. I said that all those things last time he went. <laughs> yeah. yeah like well. My mother-in-law, my, my parents, you know, like so many people. And they're like, I was comfortable and I had fun in my own way. So they found that thread. They found that channel of fandom. And, you know, they really pressed the button and they ended up finding people and building that community can, and that's can really I, what it is can i ask are comic-cons like podcasts now everybody has one or is it it, it sure it, seems that way but but, but i don't yeah. know if that's actually how it, it sure is seems that way. so like I mean, every city, in, in like, a way um it, it every city pretty much has one i'm sure if you looked it up um a lot of them are, you know, state-based. You're looking at the larger ones. There are definitely large ones. Of course, San Diego and, and Big Apple in New York. Uh, New York, and those are the two huge ones because those are the ones that really bring in your mainstream, big A-list celebrities to promote what they're doing. Underneath that, there are several fan and organizational-based cons. Some are corporate-based. Uh, ours, it's fan-based. It's myself mm -hmm. and, and my partner, Kevin Bednars. That's it. You know, we are, and we it are is the not, founders of the event. And it is not your day job either, right? You guys have no. full-time other gigs. If yeah. you follow Kevin on Instagram, he's got 12 amazing gigs happening at the same time. Yeah. I, Kevin is a restaurateur. He owns a restaurant. He's an he's a, he's awesome. a actual professional artist. He owns part of Comic Logic, uh, the comic book shop in Ashburn, Virginia, that, uh, you know, is pretty much our title and main supporter for this event. Um, he is constant. He is, he is Mr. Hustle. I mean, he's at the pub right now getting wings ready, sending him out for the Super Bowl. You know, like he was just with us for six hours last night. We just came back from L.A. from a two and a half day uh, excursion. So, um, you know, and myself, I have a nine to five job. I have two kids. I have a wife. We both have mortgages. We have responsibilities that if we could have just attended any con, we could attend cons together and have a great time. But, you know, it, it came to our attention something that we wanted to do and something that we really want. We felt that we were kind of meant and built to do together. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a labor of love, you know, and definitely there's sometimes it conf conflicts with our real lives and we have to make sure to pull that back a little bit, but it's a fun thing. And, and the people that we've met, including you and all our volunteers and all our, I mean, our family, our friends participate, everyone's a part of it. And we've just created this wild, crazy family that that's just fantastic. It's, it's, and we really love the whole idea of it. it. It's really cool. So last year, last year, if I recall, there was gaming rooms, table gaming rooms. There was video game rooms. We did, as we devoted an entire episode to this podcast to discuss, we did the full Shabadoo experience with Shabadoo from Breakin. What what do you guys have in store this year? I know, I know families and kids has been something you guys have been talking about yeah. lately, but what do you have in store uh, this year? Real quick, though, speaking of Shabadoo, he's about to be inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame in Washington, D.C. next week. And we'll be in town next week, and we're having dinner. Just one. Oh, my God. No so, way. We were supposed to meet him, we were supposed to meet Wait, him in Wait, a LA. name drop? My God. <laughs> dinner. That's amazing. To rewind. The greatest break answer Shabadoo. of all time. <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. Oh, yeah, I mean, but he is the, he is, I forget what they call him, the... Fossey, Bob Fossey of hip-hop. And, oh, sure. And, but yeah, that, that's, that's an example of a guy who, uh, you see this guy who is, you know, it, you know, widely famous many, many, many years ago for something, and he's showing up at a Comic-Con, and, you, and you, you're not sure, well, what's it going to be like? I've been waiting to meet this guy my whole life. Not yeah. only was he great, but it's like he understood the vibe of 
of All Star, and he was in there with the fans and chatting. He was he was yeah. texting with my dad afterwards. I mean, he mm-hmm. you know, and now you guys are having dinner. Um, I, I so who are the I don't know if it's you don't have to make any announcements, but what are the Shabadoo like experiences that you have? Because that was an experience that wasn't just a guest that you oh, guys yeah. have that coming up this year. Well, we don't have any dancers this year. Um, we uh, so what we're doing this year is just, it's just what can we do to continue this great momentum and the positive feels and and that can always be different directions. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with a documentary uh, based in the 80s and 90s, I believe, called King of Kong. Office oh, full yeah, of yeah, quarters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we yeah, have. I have a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Continue. Oh, but, well, we have the main, I guess, is it antagonist? Or it's antagonist, <laughs> the one and only, as he uh, calls himself, and I will uh, agree, uh, the greatest video gamer of our generation, the one and only Billy Mitchell, will be uh, right. a guest at All Star Con. Uh, so um, he will be there signing autographs, meeting with people, and doing a panel. Um, if you catch up with Billy lately in the past year, there's a lot of controversy regarding the validity of his world record uh, scores. In fact, I don't think there's any controversy. They wiped them out <laughs> due to the fact that they feel, um, I guess they have irrefutable proof that Billy cheated for many of those, or if not all those scores. So Guinness Book of World Records and the main arcade that houses all the world records of gaming has wiped Billy Mitchell's name off the records. Um, Billy feels that that's not true, and um, recently Billy has, I think, set uh, or at least hit a million in Donkey Kong or something like that. So um, we're giving the most dangerous man in video games a hot mic, and we're going to give him 45 minutes and we're going to let him talk. That's amazing. So have you ever seen the movie, is it called Pixels? The yeah. Movie that, is he the character, he must be the character that um, uh, Tyrion Lannister is based on, right? The guy who is the greatest Pac-Man Peter Dinklage. Scorer, the Peter Dinklage yeah. character. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that movie, by the way. Tyrion Lannister is not his real name. Real name, Jai. But have you guys seen King of Kong? It's so good. It's such yeah. a great doc. It's, it's really, really fun. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Catch it on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. It's great. Becky's our resident documentarian. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But that's one of them um, in terms of 80s uh, and 90s. Probably one of the most recognizable names and faces of that era. C. Thomas Howell will be one of our guests at All Star. Wolverines. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That was a fun get. That was a fun get. And um, accompanying him who is also a guest of ours, is Brooke Langton. And uh, Brooke was in The Replacements. She was Keanu Reeves', Reeves uh, lead, the cheerleader in, oh, in that. We are recently. No, you, you don't we know The Replacements. This is fun. We have on your website. Well. That's yeah. not listed as her main movie. Like, yeah. you have other <laughs> I just, I, you're just confusing the public because... <laughs> It's just sort of like well, that's you, the only thing that matters. You may have Even to was, start like, the restraining order for my sister now <laughs> for Brooke Langton. I go. I, I yeah. love the movie. Well, love. we love her. When it was offered to her, we were like, you know, went through, we saw the descriptions, and then the final description was what really sold Kevin and I. And if you guys follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll know why. Um, she was Nikki. In Swingers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. the object of John Favreau's stalking for that evening. So, yeah. like, we're big fans of the movie. We visited the Dresden uh, Tuesday night, uh, this past Tuesday. Um, <laughs> saw Marty and Elaine. Had a great time. You know, listened to, you know, three hours of them lounging and singing. It was a great time. So we are big fans of 
of Brooke from that. And we mentioned that we were going to be at the Dresden taking pictures. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. That's great. So I'm getting an LP for her to sign. Kevin's going to get um, uh, a, a old 80s uh, entering machine for her to sign. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, so, I still have anxiety awesome. from that scene. That basically yeah. made me afraid yeah. to leave a woman a message uh, for uh, my entire <laughs> adult life. And, and you think that that's something that only we would understand being, you know, as old as we are. But now nowadays, that's texting. That's that's a kid. Yeah. That would be a kid just texting, texting like, where are you? Why aren't you talking to me? Ah, you know, that's <laughs> what that is. And then you'd get that. Hi, don't ever text me again. So you would get that same feeling. But um, not only those guys, but, um, you know, we really decided to, to skew closer to the comic books where I'm sure Becky's going to just go blank for the next couple of minutes. But uh, we have <laughs> Gail Simone, who is um, highly regarded as one of the top comic book writers of all time. Uh, she will be there. She's written for Wonder Woman. She's written for um, Conan, uh, Domino. Uh, if you go to a comic book store and you mention Gail Simone, you're going to have people just like open their eyes. Cool. Uh, Tom King, who is obviously one of the coolest writers oh, of all yeah. time. Uh, he's a former CIA operative who now writes comic books. And he lives so, up in, he's that's, local, that's, right? That's, yeah, he lives in D.C. Great, yeah. yeah, he lives in D.C. Uh, Batman, Heroes in Crisis. He's an award-winning comic book writer. You mentioned Tom King. That's a-lister. Uh, Clay Mann, who is, um, does a lot of the art with Tom King. They're kind of a, a together uh, you know, group. So he, he's a fantastic artist who works on a lot of Tom's stuff. Mike Zeck, if you guys recall Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire, the last Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man, he wore the black suit. The origins of that black suit is really based off Mike Zeck's design back in the 80s for a comic book series called Secret War, where Spider-Man... Which I am reading right now. I am. I, I have, I'm reading it through the Marvel Unlimited app, which is like the Netflix of comic books, and I, I, I specifically to get myself app. to the black costume. Yep. So Mike was part of the illustrating team that put together that series, but he also did all the GI Joes early on. GI Joe, you know, the toy and the comic really went hand in hand for a while. But yeah, he designed and drew. The black suit. So uh, my, from Spider-Man. Lily still doesn't understand the movie Venom, even though multiple people have explained it to her on the podcast. <laughs> no. Lily, the black suit in That's Venom not a fair originally comes, comes from, from this. The, yes, yeah. sure. <laughs> that may so, be the yeah. only part of the movie that makes sense. <laughs> so, so Mike, who? So, like, why didn't he just text his boss the pictures? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Becky and I love it. Lily did not. So, Mike, you have now you've now run this Comic Con. You're getting ready to do a second one. I mean, you've done season one. Now we're doing season two. Yep. By the way, I love that yep. you call them season one and two. Yeah. What are? Can you share some of like the best and worst secrets? Without you, don't even have to name names. But what are some of like the strangest? I but love also when most people name names though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into naming names. That you guys have experienced with with uh, planning a con. Uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, and we love suggestions, I'll preface <laughs> that with this, we love suggestions and we love recommendations, and every now and then we do like criticism. Um, however, I think a lot of people are just, uh, they don't know, nor should they, because they're not putting together a con, they don't know the financial implications of certain guests. Um, I think they believe that these actors uh, attend cons out of the goodness of their heart. 
They do not. Um, <laughs> right. So, I mean, so they work. This is oh, a job for them. This is a job. It's a job, and and a lot of times there's guaranteed money involved with this job, and sometimes that guaranteed money is more than my house. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So so when we get people asking, like, you know, we're very happy, and like I said, the fabric. It's about fabric and texture. So when we get a Billy Mitchell, it's because we were big fans of King of Kong. If we get C. Thomas Howe, it's because Kevin was a huge fan of Outsiders. I was a big fan of uh, Red Dawn. We were both big fans of Side Out. Ergo, ergo, ergo. Side let's, Out. Yeah, let's get, you know, <laughs> C. Thomas Howe. We, we love, uh, you know, swingers. It's coming let's from get a Brooklyn. place. Right. It's coming from a place of, your, of heart and passion. Exactly. And one of our other, our younger guests, Luke Tenney from uh, Sci-Fi's Deadly Class, you know, he's just a big kid who loves comics. And so that's a, that's another thing. That's more of all that, you know, fabric. So when people, when we're saying, hey, we're having a good time and we see a comment, you should get Chris Evans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you should. Sure, yeah, you I should. mean, we should get him on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, Mike, you're great. But, like, exactly. yeah. Exactly. I can't believe we didn't think about getting... Right. I can't believe we can think about getting Chris Evans yeah. on the podcast. So For unlike Tom Hardy to talk Venom, explain it to Lily. Unlike other cons, we, we show a lot of transparency, and Shai will know that. I mean, we do our videos; we don't hide anything. We pretty much we're an open vein. So if you piss us off, we're going to mention it, you know, like in some form or fashion. And, <laughs> and we'll also l- let you walk through. We'll walk through the you know the inner workings. I mean, last night we did a stream of just sitting in Kurt's basement talking, and we just put record and let you guys look into our planning we didn't look at the screen we just okay what are we going to do about this we're going to we didn't talk bad about anyone but we are totally transparent we want to show like this is how everyone should show you there's no hidden agendas there's no you know so you know when an actor asks you know when we invite them most actors are available believe it or not they're available for the right price right you know? <laughs> so, so when they say yes and when they say yes it'll be a hundred thousand dollars you're like, okay, so now you're looking at that, and we, and we map that out. We, we respond. I respond to every single person in a, a full paragraph what that $100,000 would mean. Number one, our vendors who have a very comfortable price that they attend, and we've been sold out right. two straight years, right. their prices would go up. All everything right? so would, I mean, everything would Everything go would up. go up. Right. Attendees' prices would go up. We would develop a package for that said celebrity that we would hopefully try to recoup some of that hundred thousand dollars that we just spent. So now attendee, shy, you know, Becky, Lily, you can't spend money on our vendors who we truly cherish because there's a local. Right, I'm not gonna go buy an illustration because I spent all the money I can afford on going to see Chris Evans. Yeah, to see Chris (laughs) Evans. So you're happy you get your Chris Evans. A lot of people can't afford Chris Evans. But they also can't right. afford to attend because now we've raised, we've hiked up the ticket price yeah. to cover sure. the fact that we have Chris Evans, sure. you know, and so, so like that's, we explain, and once we explain it, they're like, I didn't realize that. Thank you very much. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and patronize you saying, good idea. We'll think about it. Hell no, we're not going to think about it. We can't get Chris Evans. <laughs> right. Now, you know, right. My wife exactly. wants Jason Momoa. Yeah, I feel like that's a reasonable ask. Yeah, though, it is. Right? And she's constantly asked. She's like, if you get Jason Momoa, I'm like, what, you're going to leave me? I mean, like, like, I, don't I feel want, like I don't if you could bring Lisa Bonet, 
then like we really I'm like we're working on 80s theme and then oh, a pop culture theme if you could bring together. his wife I want them together exactly <laughs> he, just happens, he just happens to hang out which is not even an announced guest he's just there to hang out yeah, we just, yeah. that'd be exactly. the worst he's tease the guest, ever and he's there to hang out and you get him for free did you hear about did you hear recently I guess The Rock is petitioning to have Jason Momoa play his brother in the next installment of whatever Fast and the Furious 14. Uh, I like, mean, that's that's the rumor. I, I would watch that. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. I mean, I've I've lost the thread on what those movies are about at this point. Yeah. I'm very confused as to what the plot is. They're car thieves. Remember, they're yeah, car thieves, yeah. and now they're secret agents. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the that's the usual progression that's in life. <laughs> I go from just driving a souped-up Honda to now I'm like racing submarines. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, dead or alive. Money's no object, meaning this person is just like a friend of your uncle who says, yeah, I'll come to the con. Cool. Who is the who's a dream guest, but also like not just a dream guest because you guys are so specific and detailed in the way you think about fan experiences. What fan experience would you want them to do? So, like, for example, like I'll throw out Mark Hamill is one of my dream people to meet because he seems so cool. Granted, I'm sure he's very expensive, so I'm not making him as a recommendation. But like you have Mark Hamill come, you have Mark Hamill come and he do a lightsaber duel with with a fan or something i don't know what is cool what what what, or you know he'd maybe you know ride on their back like yoda you know (laughs) i don't know but what would be a dream guest and fan experience you'd love for for fans to have with a particular person and they don't have to be a big money person just someone you think is great i mean i'm an 80s kid so a lot of mine will go back to that of course i'd love to have you know a fist fight with chris evans or you know or sebastian stan or, or something like that but I've always thought of like I want to reunite the Goonies and then set up a couple of you guys to go on like a scavenger hunt with them. Oh, you know, like something like that. I would you know? pay. Amazing. I would remortgage my. I'd like refinance would, yeah, my house. Yeah, to go agree. To that's um, that's brilliant. Mike just won the year of yeah. This you won the game. Nobody else thought brilliant idea. That's and you did see my picture with the Feld dog with Corey Feldman yes, for this yes, week, right? Yes, it was awesome. Awesome. Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh. Yeah, that's all he did. That's all he did. Everywhere he just walked. Peace and love. He's like, all right. My kids go to a bilingual school, and I show them the Goonies, and they were dying listening to the Spanish when he when he translates the Spanish. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what is he saying? I was like, yeah, as a kid, I didn't really get that. Something like that. I mean, I'm a big. I mean, you know, reuniting Bob and Doug McKenzie, you know, and just uh, have them, you know, have and you just go drinking with them if they drink. They probably don't even drink, but um, you know, we, having Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, you know, but. That's actually attainable. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I, we can actually do that and do like a karate thing with them. You know, we work with the DC Stunt Coalition, and they could do something in 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 you know connection with those guys. But I mean, even with artists, to have like a great artist workshop with a couple of these folks and uh, the comic side of things, that that's the experience. We want that texture. We want people to be. And that's the great thing about All Star. And in all the years that we've done it, the one great thing that they've said, and and Kevin and I used to produce a previous con before All Star. Uh, all our guests have been fantastic, and our folks, the attendees, have had the opportunity to spend more than 14 seconds with them and, and talk to them and tell them how, how special they were to them and how much it meant to them. So that's a great thing, the intimacy that we produce and encourage at All Star, that we don't want to be a 20,000, 30,000 attended event. We'd be happy with 5,000, and there's a really quality 5,000 that appreciate the guests and tell C. Thomas how, hey, I love, you know, Watching side out made me want to play volleyball. You know, some, some something like that. Like, hey, you know, like, you know, anything, any any hey, of those things. Like, you know, go ahead. Except all I want to do now is go on a scavenger hunt with the reunited <laughs> Goonies cast. It's all I've been thinking about. You set since the bar you said high. 
So, well, well, we will have a scavenger hunt there, but no goodies. So, we will have a scavenger hunt. That's pretty cool to have a scavenger hunt. That's so a great idea. We, we are committed. We, are, we have been designing the experience when we, people, we want people to have at our booth. We're going to have um, the ability for people to actually join the show for mini segments. And I'm going to put together, we're going to you know, edit together like a, a couple of all-star Comic-Con specials. Because, you know, when I feel like when people, anyone who comes to a con would be an amazing podcast guest because you have people who have depth of knowledge and passion yeah. for things and exactly. there's, like th that's one of the fun things about podcasting is like anyone can do it but anyone can do it which is why it's great and which is why yeah. people I think connect to it so we want to reach that connection out further and hopefully have lots of folks at All Star I mean I've already met so many cool folks at the All Star events here around that mm -hmm. I, I want them all to you know come by and, and do stuff with us yeah and, and, and I want to address that real quick before we move on I know, oh, I know this this, is, this was something that was really near and dear, and this was something that we talked about even last night. Um, you had a question to me on the notes about community. Oh, yeah, 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 and absolutely. how that came to be, um, and I know you guys will appreciate and love this, um, summer camp, you had a great week. At the end, everyone's crying. Everyone's hugging because you'll see them next year. 365 days, you'll see them next year. Remember when you used to go to school in the 80s and 90s before there was the Internet and cell phones? What did everyone do the last day of school? Everybody was in tears. Well, it really didn't really make sense because we all kind of lived in the same areas. So you could go travel, but you couldn't because most of the time you had to stay in your neighborhood. You couldn't go see that friend. So literally it would be another year or six, three months until you saw them again. We didn't want that in All-Star. We are a local-based con. 99% of the people that we have are from D.C., Maryland, Virginia. So why stop the momentum? Uh, Susan Quilty, who's a fantastic author, who actually is also a yogi, and Sunday morning she'll be doing superhero yoga for anyone who wants to participate after our world-famous after-party Saturday. A lot of people are going to need to stretch out and maybe detox. So Sweat it out a bit. Be Be yeah, exactly. Becky will be there. Becky, loves, Becky so, likes some good yoga. Do she it. wrote a fantastic article in The Uncanny Nerd the day after the con, just reporting on it. She was a volunteer last year. This year she's an exhibitor. And just talking about how how incredible it was to see all the creativity and all the energy and she doesn't want to see it die so i read that and was like kevin we need to do something to continue this momentum because there's so many good feelings out there that it's just going to die off so we started getting emails from robbie carmack one of our volunteers i want to do a book club can the all-star sponsor it we'll meet at comic logic once a month we'll grab a graphic novel or a young adult book or whatever and we'll read it for that week. You know, that month you that read it. That is beautiful. I love every, that. That's the guys just did, they really just did it this sweet. morning. They just That's they just really had sweet. this month the February one this morning. Uh, so every month they've done that. Uh, we have an education partner, Lee's Corner Elementary School in Fairfax, Virginia. Kevin and I visit the school uh, on occasion and do free art and creative writing workshops with the kids. We bring our cosplayers in for Photoshop's because photo ops because the school's uh, slogan for this year is "Find Your Inner Superhero." So Aww. I was like. Duh, let's go. Let's be a part of this. So we did that. The Ark of Loudoun, uh, it's a sprawling campus in Leesburg, Virginia, that aids and supports special needs individuals and their families, uh, giving them education and life skills. We donated $3,000 to them last year, strictly from the con, our guest bartending event at the Ashburn Pub, all our installations that are money-based. We don't have too many, but anything that's money-based at the con, 100% of those proceeds go to the Ark of Loudoun. So, you know, that's amazing because you could use those proceeds to eventually get Chris Evans. And that's not yeah. the point. The, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the point is, like, I'm going to take our, you know, 
earnings and put it back into the community that I want to yeah, we could pocket know, and our throw own that community. down payment. Yeah. I, 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 we're going to go to the bit. We're going to, we're going to go to the bits next, but there's one more thing that I really wanted to ask you about. Cause you're talking about inclusivity. You're talking about helping families with kids with disabilities. I listened to an amazing episode of the all-star comic-con podcast where you had the gentleman on who was helping you arrange the sensory room yeah. for all-star comic-con. Could you just give us a riff on that and, and what your, what you're hoping to do with that because I thought that was the most innovative things I've ever heard of for an event that can be beyond overstimulating a Comic-Con. Yeah, and, and that's what we hear a lot from people, from a lot of our attendees. It, it, it's a sensory overload. It is. And, and for individuals who um, might be on the spectrum or might have uh, you know, proximity or you know, issues with crowds, believe it or not, uh, even though we're only you know, three, 4,000 people, uh, we had to address something, and it was a friend I don't like going to the supermarket sometimes, so yeah. I feel you. Like oh, that, no, I, that would make Costco. me nervous. Yeah, yeah. or Costco. Costco, yeah, that's Costco very, kills me. It's a very and, real and thing. We, yeah. we joked, but it was somewhat serious. That was like, we're going to find ourselves in that room. Like, especially me and Kevin, the stress that we're in and, like, seeing everything happens. Like, yeah, where's Mike? He's down in the century room, like, chilling out right now. <laughs> so, like, don't leave, leave him alone. But um, we thought, yeah, we needed this because – um, it's very interesting seeing the Comic-Con community. There are a lot of people who need that because um, we saw people like really having panic attacks because they were in kind of a cramped space and they kind of need more of the space. Uh, uh, my, you know, We have people in our families, in our communities who are autistic, on the spectrum, have special needs. Um, we want them to experience this, but if they can only experience it in their own little way with little digestible bits, then more power to them, you know, given the opportunity to see this where they couldn't probably attend a larger con where it is absolute bananas. Overwhelming, yeah. You know, it's very overwhelming. So we so try to give them... So how does it work, oh, so How does it work? It's a very just calming room. Uh, you know, we have the groups come in. Um, Sensory Sundays is the organization out of Loudoun County, and they will equip the room with bean bags, music, just kind of calming items, board games, just something to, hey, you need a break? Come on in this room. Take a break. You feel good? All right, come on. Go go back out there and, and check it out. Check out some more things. So it's just a room. Um, we're also considering doing mini tours for people within the con where maybe right now we're going to go check out Artist Alley. Let's go check out Artist Alley. Everyone good? If you're not, then let's go back. If so, let's go check out Fairfax Ballroom. Mm. Let's go check out the Star Wars Village. So you're taking it in triage moments. You're taking it in segmented moments as opposed to Let's just go in there and get crazy. It's like, no, you'd have to, you know, so we'll have a person with a flag and everybody will hang out and say, okay, we're walking, we're walking, we'll hit this, then let's take a break, sit down, and then let's continue. So we're working awesome. with the ARC. Yeah, so we're working with the ARC. We're working with Sensory Sundays to put something together like that. But, yeah, it's 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 bigger than just, and, and our, our 95th other slogan is, we're more than two days in gym. You know, like, that's just... The 95th event. other slogan. <laughs> yeah, we come up with so many. Of them. Join our family, join our community. But like that's the one that we always really put out there that we're more than two days in gym. We are the eighth and ninth, the allstar <laughs> Uh But we are more than that. So you are, are literally two days in June. And yeah. other days as well. Well, one of the yeah. things you are more than two days in June is you are pop culture experts in yourselves. And we are going to debut a new exciting. bit today. Yes. Uh, and we're really excited for this. And it is going to, we're going to use an 80s theme. It's not always going to be 80s, but we know you're an 80s guy like us. Thank and, you. I appreciate and, it. And so the name of this is Rex RX. And that is R E C S, like recommendations, as we call them on the show, RX prescription. And if you know our family, we spend every other weekend with one of us visiting some kind of doctor. Usually, 
usually with humorous things like nose broken by child or colonoscopy. So, uh, um, so, so the way Rex RX is going to work is um, I'm going to read out a, a scenario. In the future, we can use actual real uh, input from audience members, uh, or or Lily, Becky, Mikey. I mean, anyone can can come up with them. But I came up with a few for this week, and I'm going to read them out. And then your job as the panel, and I'll play to I guess is is to give your prescription, your RX for what would treat this particular situation. So I'm going to go with a classic for. The Corman siblings, because Lord knows this happens to us, one of us, every couple of months. This one is called Sick and Missing Mom. I have a friend, quote unquote, uh, that has uh, that that's home, uh, homesick with the flu. They are half asleep all day and wish their mom was over to take care of them. What 80s movies do you prescribe? And I'm going to start with my sister, Lily, because I have a... No, I have an answer. Okay, then Becky. I'm going to start with Becky. I have an answer, too. My answer to that movie, and I literally... I mean, I don't know where this where this question came from, but it might have actually come from our sister because the answer to that is overboard because the <laughs> summer when Lily was sick in this bed and missing this... mom and we were away from home, what did I yes. do? I found Sweet. a museum store in this little town in Spain and, and I overboard repeatedly for me. That's a really good, that's a quality answer. Mine was different, but that isn't that's actually the correct answer. <laughs> so, even though I would prescribe Ferris Bueller's Day Off because oh, I feel like it kind of makes you feel better at the fact that like his mom is so nice and stuff, but he's like too cool for her. Right. And he like, <laughs> feel like, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I want to be yeah. whereas I thought overboard because it's like a great story. Of, about like a mom. No, no. Overboard nope. is the right answer. I'm just saying that um, I thought of like if I was feeling down, that movie like there's no way that movie doesn't make you feel better. Yeah. All right, Mike, the doctor. Uh, you know what? I, I took it a different angle. I was looking really at the mom, and I was looking at '80s movies, and I don't know if you guys noticed, moms are really absent in a lot of really good '80s movies. <laughs> it was really odd. Like I was looking for movies for mom in the '80s. I'm like. You know, like if you look at Karate Kid, like Mrs. LaRusso was working. Like a lot of the moms at that time in the 80s were like working jobs. Uh, You know, they may be set up that they're single moms and they had to work two jobs. And that allowed the kid or the character to kind of go on their little. Like, where was the mom in Goonies? Like, she was just. (laughs) That's a good point. Where were any of those moms? It was really hard. So, like, I kind of went, I have a couple, like, Mr. Mom. I love Michael Keaton. I I was going to say, yeah, Mr. Mom. Yeah. That was one of them that I used to watch all the time. And, like, the chili with the baby scene, like, really freaked me out for a while to eat chili. But, um, like, and, and Michael Keaton, even then, like, I think all the accolades we give him. He's still underrated in terms of an actor. This podcast agrees. Yeah. um, I mean, and I feel like that's like, I don't mean to give you recommendations for the Comic Con, but I feel like Keaton, I don't know how. Also, really expensive, Lily. You think he's really really expensive? expensive. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Really expensive. I guess no. Like a Keaton resurgence, so I guess. that's the bad thing with cons. Right. You don't want the guy with the resurgence. You want the guy that's kind of been plateauing for Damn a bit. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but, but also, I was thinking another one is Space Camp. You guys ever seen Space oh, Camp? Yeah, yeah but that, that, I admit that gives me a ton of anxiety because I'm really afraid of being lost in space with, like, other kids who were just supposed to be at camp. Yeah. 
Is that a real fear? Like, is that something that you grew up I mean, like, like, my list, like one day? In my group, list there's of... a weird neurosis that will run through <laughs> the movies. That, like, certain ones, like E.T., probably like, is a fear, it, but it's not a comforting yeah. movie to us. Yeah. There's a Do you lot. have, like, a fear of, like, quicksand? Like, stuff that you will never see in your life? <laughs> oh, but... yeah, for sure. Yeah. For I'm sure. Like, after that, that scene like in The like Princess <laughs> Bride, like, oh, my goodness, I'm totally... <laughs> I'm also afraid. Like, that's of... why I don't go in the forest. <laughs> that, it, yeah. So, um, uh, but yes, Space Camp is Space Camp is a cool movie. Kate Capshaw, Kate Capshaw is that who's in really, it? Yeah, Kate... she's a very motherly figure in there. Oh, so. she's the one who's the one who kind of takes care of them, who smashes against the thing with the oxygen, or like she she's the one who gets kind of knocked out, and then the kids yep. have to Kate have to Donovan, fend for themselves. Leah Thompson, Kelly Preston. I mean, Kelly Preston, Great Leah Thompson. Cast. Come on, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. and then. Uh, Lee Phoenix, aka you know Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah. Oh man, I might have to might have to do a rewatch of Space Camp. Okay. It's awesome. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with one that literally has no connection to feel feeling better, other than factually speaking, in our family, it was probably the most watched sick day. We we often had sick days, and then we just pile on, and the other siblings would be like, "Wait, Chai's got a sick day. I want a sick day too." And so like all the kids would just be home. And for me, just the the movie of sick days for me has and will always be the untouchables we used to watch the untouchables or who's harry crumb yeah or who's harry crumb but but i'm thinking the untouchables that's the one i'm going with that just it's this great crime epic you're sitting there laying down with a fever it's got good actors you know you feel like you're learning something about history Mm, i just i don't know why but that is my sick day movie Okay. okay. I mean, at a very young age, I knew that they got Al Capone on tax evasion <laughs> instead of murder at like a surprisingly young yeah, age. Yeah, like seven. So that that. seven yeah. That. All right. Okay. So our next our next case for the doctors. The sensitive jock who doubts himself. This is not based on anyone in our family because we have no jocks. Uh, I have a friend who is a former star jock from his high school. He was super popular for his sports achievements, but is a poet at heart. He's now a high-end financial consultant who is thinking of a career change. What 80s movie do you prescribe? Again... I feel like I have the correct answer to this so question that's to, not a quiz. I don't want you to go first then, because if you feel okay. like you have the right answer, Lily. But it's also mine's, no, no. mine's early 90s. So. No, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's the correct answer. Mike, though, do so you have an answer? Because oh, is yours, is yours Can't Hardly Wait? No. Oh. Oh, okay, because that's 90s. That's the um, end of the 90s. That's, I mean, I would say, like, I don't know why Stand By Me came to mind oh, with that oh, one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, going Good deep. One. Yeah, going Good. a little bit deep there. Because Will Wheaton's character is a writer? Is that the... Maybe. And just sort of, it's like a coming-of-age adventure story that's not the Goonies. So those are, like, the two that I... <laughs> so, that so I would go more serious note on this one. My angle with this is... Better Top Gun. I mean, so he can feel better about himself. <laughs> my, that's true. My, my angle with this is a sports movie, but one that inspires you to be your true self. It's not about being the sports star. It's about being your true self and following your dreams and your heart. And that's Rudy. It's got to be Rudy. Oh, okay. Love that movie. We would appreciate it. We do that. not talk about that movie enough. <laughs> he even really movie. likes that movie. That's yeah. A, no, a... you got to believe in yourself, and that's the first thing. And I feel like if you're considering a career change, watch that movie. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Mike? Uh, two tied. One, uh, non-sports related, but an inspirational piece of rags to riches, changing yourself, 
being a better person. Secret of my success. Oh, so, that's a, that's great a one. cool you know, movie. It's that is one a of, really cool movie. One of his best flicks outside of Back to the Future and Teen Wolf. But then they also one which is sports related and shows definitely you can become anything you want to be. Um, definitely, and I think I'm going to put this before Secret of My Success, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Oh, uh, yes. Which we kind of, go, I don't with, know, for some reason, I guess, uh, Michael J. Fox, I was thinking that maybe Teen Wolf. I mean, Wildcats, you had Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson, Michael T. Williamson. So you had a great cast, and it's football, and it's inspirational. Oh, yeah, and yeah. intense, too. I mean, it's it's... It's a comedy, but it, it, it is true. Like in a lot of those yeah. '80s movies, when you go back and watch them, there's some serious really stuff. Dark, serious parts. Yeah, yeah. there's some, there some deep stuff. parts in there. Yeah, there's some, when she when they break that stopwatch of hers, and she's really upset that they broke her dad's stopwatch. That sticks mm-hmm. with me. That moment, and yeah. yeah, that is a really cool movie. Um, oh, that's a, wow! I haven't thought about the movie in a long time. I like that movie a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I will. It was a little bit odd though. She seemed to have like a thing for Woody Harrelson, like her student. There was like a little yeah. bit of a sexual. Again, tension. it's the eighties. There's like some no that was problem kind of crossing like inappropriate. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool in the eighties. Yeah, it was cool in the eighties. I'm gonna go with. Maybe this one's too obvious. But I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club because I think here you That's go. always the right answer, though. Like, yeah, you give right that movie everything. Okay, that's, maybe that's too yeah. easy then. But I was just thinking, you know, sports. Star, oh, is, right, the jock that has a heart. Yeah. Just showing, wanting to show the jock that there are other people they could connect to. That's that's going to be my choice. Okay, last but not least, this is based on a true story. My, <laughs> um, uh, a friend, or maybe your older brother, just had a colonoscopy and is recovering. Um, what age? 80s movie do you prescribe there's only one answer for that one Ooh, what is it so i ha- it's not a competition and it's not a quiz but i have I the mean, right answer yeah right answers what's actually funny is that when i read that one i lily i immediately thought of ferris bueller's day off because i sort oh, of really? i feel like that's a movie that you can kind of like lay in bed half asleep half awake and just laugh and like you know it's off by heart so you can you know you don't have to like be totally zoned in but it's gonna um, be every I, minute i was gonna great. say the the princess bride well, any particular reason? Just because it's, it's just because it's so great, and uh, if you fall asleep, it's no big deal because you know it off by heart, and it's so funny, and it's the best. Marriage, yeah, it's just so good. Anybody else when they were getting married just like had that playing in their head the whole time? Marriage. When you're standing up there, no. no so else. now we know what that big smile on your face was yeah. <laughs> during your ceremony. Uh. <laughs> All right, Mike, what do you think? What, what would you think? Again, this is a little bit for me since I did have a colonoscopy this week. So. And you're going to have to tell us what well, you watched. I would say you're a buddy, so something that will make you feel good, but also give you the spirit of friendship and com- camaraderie. Um, tied between One Crazy Summer with Cusack. Oh, oh that's, that's a great, great one. People good joining Super together. Fun. And because I just saw him this week, License to Drive. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yes. I was gonna, you know what? what? I was gonna movie. say, I was gonna say, I bet you that's gonna come out at some point. Uh, that is such a classic. Funniest thing, and and if you follow our Instagram, Kevin and I, we did a lot of those um, Delta Bravo photos of famous movie sites. Oh yeah. One of them was the Fast Time is Richmond High School. So we took a picture in front of it, and there were some cops there. Don't know why. Um, and we thought, well, they're gonna think it's kind of weird that two almost middle-aged men are taking pictures of a school during school hours. So yeah. we kind of talked to them real quick to say, hey guys, you know, we're just taking pictures of the fast time school. They're like, oh yeah, cool. And then 
perfect L.A. Hollywood cop fashion, they started giving us pointers of other locations. Um, <laughs> so they're like, amazing. do you know the, and he said, do you know the license to drive high school, um, or junior high, high school is right down the street. And we were like, I was like, yo, number one, you're dating yourself by telling me the license to drive school is down there. But and number two, thank you very much. We're heading over there now. Uh, so, but I, it was, that was pure Hollywood that the cops know where different movie scenes were shot. That's amazing. I love. I remember. I did watch License to Drive on a sick day, actually, at home. And, and on this podcast, I have sung that song. I won't do it now, but that's one of my favorite songs. Oh yeah. Get one, out of my dreams. That first beat. The first beat when you hear it, it is fantastic. And we might play that at our 80s and 90s VIP gala, which you guys are invited to. Oh, thank Friday you. I, night I think that should be on the playlist. Oh, we, it's going to be all we, 80s and 90s. We, it's all we, 80s and 90s. We are, we are going to tear it up. It is going to be a yeah. lot of fun. There's, we like yeah. to, The three of us like to party. Um, I, I actually, what I did watch while I was recovering, as the anesthesia was wearing off, I actually, this isn't a movie. I, I, I did catch up on Riverdale because Riverdale, as crazy as it is, is even crazier when you're partially on anesthesia. <laughs> And so, um, but I was going to go with, you know, I was thinking stomach problems. I was thinking you want something that makes you feel better about what you went through. And I had to go with James Cameron's Aliens. Because, you know, you watch that. I was having any kind of. You watch those <laughs> aliens first out. Yeah, I feel like if I was. My stomach was on the fritz. Okay. Sure well, that. this has been our first edition of Rex RX. Mike, thank you for your thank lending you. your expertise. We're, we'll be back with this. And now let's. Uh, we might actually steal this for the All Star Comic Con, but we'll give you proper. Oh, hey. Yeah. The hey. Hey. Yeah. I told Kevin me- about it last night, and his eyes opened wide. Oh, well, hey, so. you know. Well, because there's nothing like, we don't I'm sorry, co- there's nothing we don't like any- medicine, actual medicine and antibiotics and stuff, but there really is nothing like giving somebody the right recommendation at the right exact time when they need it. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. when someone's like, I just had a breakup or whatever it is, like, what what can I watch to make me feel better? Center you know, stage. That's your moment. That's what you feel. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really... You're basically like playing doctor at yeah. that point and like mm-hmm. helping somebody heal. In the so so we, you're like you're we, a therapist. We it's will, part of the emotional recovery. This will be among the many things that people who come by the booth will be able to be play with us uh, live there. So they'll be able to play this. We'll play By Rent or Meh. By Rent or Meh is one of our, is, is probably our signature thing. Um, uh, we'll also probably do a little bit of what we call Pitch Imperfect where you get to pitch either what you think a movie should be based on based on its teaser trailer or pitch like a sequel or something like that um uh whatever what else am i forgetting i feel like we have other um oh we have that, a bunch of games and we have byron man byron man is the is the that's where we give you three we're gonna have like a wheel of fortune spinning wheel yeah there's Two. there's a lot there's, there's a lot there's there's it's gonna be playful and uh, we will be giving out pancakes or are we just going to go eat pancakes? I don't know. I haven't, I have to have a, like separately, I eventually got to catch up with Mike and Kevin and find out like all of the logistical, like, like requirements and rules. Can we have a hot plate? Can we have electric griddle? And... Look at oh, Mike's that's here. a fake. We're not, no. <laughs> yeah. Fire. I don't know. That's called a fire that. hazard, guys. <laughs> you might want to cook them somewhere and then... or and bring them. <laughs> so, Maybe cookies that. that look like pancakes. It's okay, I actually have an idea. I know what we're gonna do. Microwavable, microwavable pancakes. I think there's a microwave in the restaurant area. There, there so. you go. <laughs> Way to go. Well, we'll give. Becky. We'll Don't have good giveaways. Out of the though, just yet. 
aren't gross like soggy pancakes. As long as you don't sell the pancakes, I yeah. guess we're fine. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not. We're not, not selling not. pancakes. <laughs> um, so, okay. Now, speaking of recommendations, though, let's talk about what we're watching. I, I actually want to kick this off because I watched in the span of like a week Lodge 49, which Lily was the first one to pick up from our group because we had said, hey, everyone, let's watch a new show. Let's watch Lodge and 49. And I was the only one that did it. And Lodge 49 has this kind of like Lebowski... Uh, Lebowski, but a little more serious in the time of this era's recession. Some folks in Long Beach, California, who gather around this uh, fraternal order. It's on AMC. It stars Kurt Russell Jr., whatever his name is. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, who does a phenomenal job carrying that show. It has a great couple episodes. There's another Russell out there? I didn't know that. Well, he's their progeny. Like, so they... (laughs) They have because they, they're mystical creatures to me. The two of them. Like, she's Hanna. got her own kids, right? Like Oliver Hudson and Kate Hudson, and then I don't know if he has. Other, I don't think he has other kids, but then together they made. I just this. I didn't know there was another Russell well, available. Hurt. And there's <laughs> so Becky, you'll like it. There's a lot of like surfing and water in it, and people being mellow and following their dreams. It, for me, what originally drew me in was that I knew that Bruce Campbell did a three or two or three episode arc in it, right. which ended up being towards the end of the season, which totally was enjoyable. Um, but it was just some quirky characters kind of trying to overcome tough circumstances but it was like it was like drinking like a really nice drink by the pool right like i was like on a day where you're kind of depressed so you just need to sit by the pool and to me it was great on a plane i watched it on a plane and it was like just you're just like chilling it was kind of a a perfect plane ride great great acting great writing it came at the right moment for me where i need it so i can't say like oh this is the next Mm -hmm. you know biggest show but it, it is a really cool show and then i have to make an important admission to you all and to lons one of our favorite guests uh, and ash also one of our favorite guests who are, who are who work with me on the and america podcast. and america <laughs> who, who who are the amazing co-hosts of the gold nerds podcast i am i now i fell asleep in the last 10 minutes of season two of mrs mazel but i admit i like season two of mrs mazel a lot more than season one i think there's a lot more depth in the characters i still have a lot of issues with the show but you throw in some zachary levi playing a like funny and damaged jewish doctor and you're already you're already speaking my language but don't you feel like shalub is on another level I think he's a great I like actor. Him. I think he borders on caricature, which, like, I think the show can't figure out sometimes if it's supposed to be a caricature and a play or if it's supposed to be a real show. And so mm-hmm. Shalhoub sometimes turns into this cartoon character, which I don't enjoy. But when he's doing his proper acting, I love him on it. So that's my issue with the show in general, with Alex Borstein being the absolute best part of it. So for me, sure. that's, I, that's for me as I continue to struggle with with Maisel. Um, Lily, what do you got for us? Oh my god, I have so many. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> But I also so, am a little bit annoyed because I independently watch stuff and then when I saw your list just now I'm like, shit, we watch the same things. We never even like... So why now don't you just like, talk about... You know I also just talk music. about them together. Sure, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll say a few and then, and then we'll talk about it together. I'll go quick. like a copycat. Um, no, no. Just because like, you're the youngest doesn't mean you're a copycat. No, always. yeah, I think you're allowed to watch <laughs> Netflix too. I don't own Netflix. It's not just for me. Do you? Um, <laughs> so Kaminsky Method, that I'm just really happy to see Michael Douglas because he's like he almost died of throat cancer and he's just an awesome actor. 
and him and Alan Arkin together are just a beautiful so, thing to watch. So here's my we, question, though: How much yeah. is it just like Grace and Francie, Gra- uh, Grace and it Frankie? Grace and Frankie depend... for like got like old men talking about their penises and their prostate. A hundred percent. Like there's a lot of like old ball jokes and like diaper and, jokes, adult diaper like, jokes. Yeah, I don't know it's, how and much it I... has a very serious tone to it. So like, I if I was an older man, I wouldn't want to watch it. So it sounds like I get a prostate that. exam. Like an actual yeah, prostate exam. Yeah, but they're, they're brilliant and they're great. And I kind of was in between shows and I had it on. It's only eight episodes and they were great to watch. I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. Um, my, I'm just going to say, I found my show in Dippity. I, oh, wait, it why don't you explain like show, and, show and Dippity? Show and Dippity is like serendipity, but when it's a show. You, you, you stumble upon... Uh, a show that has multiple episodes because a movie I feel like is just not good enough that you can like delve into and watch and it comes at the right time in your life. It's like you were needing this sort of, you were missing this sort of like, you know, I'm dying to watch an episode feeling or whatever it is, or you had a breakup or you're feeling sick or you're down or whatever. And this show just is made for you. Sex education on Netflix literally what is it? It's like they were like, hmm, in a lab, let's make Lily's favorite TV show. And it has like this weird, like, 80s ness to it, too. That's why I feel like, Mike, you gotta see this if you haven't seen it. Sort of the 80s high school movie vibe to it, but yeah. it's a lot smarter than that. Um, and I, saw, I feel like I it was it on, no. Yeah, I saw yeah, it before and I was interested. So, yeah, what's I, interesting. I yeah. So okay. I I watched most of the first episode. No, wait. Going into it, I had this prejudice against it because I had tried a couple of different Netflix shows that were like supposed to be this like dark British kind of thing, like everything sucks and I don't know there's like another one and I hated those shows so much. And I went into this being like, "Oh, it's going to be another one like it." And so I, it took me a while to actually finish the first episode. And I was like, I'm probably not going to like the show. I'm not going to watch it. And then, you, Lily, you kept talking about it. And I have to tell you, I am all in on it now. Wait, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm just, this, is a, this is a British crime show? I thought, what is no, it no, about? No, no, it's a British like a, teen like a dark, show. But it's not as dark as I thought it would be. And it has a lot like more heart. Like I just high, feel like a high like school I, movie, but in a show. But like, and it, they happen to do an American type of thing, and they're Brits. And I've heard them talk about it. No, but how I they're just like, feel like I've tried we other successfully made British, an American show. Right. I feel like I've tried other British shows, and that are supposed to be like punchy and edgy, and I just thought that they were heartless and stupid, and honestly, just not very interesting to me. And so I had automatically put this in that category, and I was so wrong. And I like every episode, I'm shocked at how thoughtful and deep and interesting I have, I have the lines like, are. I find it's very rare to see something like stuff just kind of misses the mark. I find lately. Yeah. And and maybe like we were saying with Maisel, like they're trying, but like sometimes there's a few things you're just like, what? This show does a great job at using the tropes that we love from all those 80s movies and from, you know, the 90210 and like the high school stuff. I don't know if you watch 90210, Mike, but like, you I know. Did. Yeah. I mean, if you grew up remotely <laughs> was, in the 80s and 90s, it was a phenomenon. It's like, it was a phenomenon. And they managed to, and then they remade Nino and it was so bad. And this sort of manages to pull all those different things, but without overdoing it too much and having the heart in the right places and being different and edgy. And so I was very impressed. I loved it. And um, they're renewed for season two. I will say because of Alana Austin, 
careful watching it in public because it's very graphic. And so, yeah, I I mean, there's a full frontal male nudity in the show. So I didn't think about it. There's also like a lot of vaginas. There's vaginas. Yeah, they show. Right. They show they show full frontal nudity for men and women. That's true. And, and like toplessness and stuff. It, in the context, you're making a weird face, Shai, but in the context, it's all in humor. It's very funny. Oh, my and God. So, I can't even tell you how I'm watching this show. And I'm thinking it's so weird how the woman that plays the main character's mom looks exactly like the chick from the X-Files. I'm like, it is her. this it's is Jillian so Anderson. weird. Like, I can't it's Jillian Anderson? Yeah, and she's I pretending to be British. Up, I, I can't yeah, I could like, see I your shock on your face. She's great. She's great. How I, but but I, I'm on a, I didn't think about doing the warning, but Alana got upset that, you know, there's other things that we haven't warned and she's in watch them on a plane or something. I did not watch the show on a plane, but I was on a plane last Sunday and I'm walking down the aisle and all of a sudden I see on an iPad just like full on teenagers having sex like in an aisle seat on the iPad, which everybody can see. And I'm like, first of all, this is a great show. Second of all, <laughs> this guy was like 75 years old. <laughs> I was so confused. Lily. I wanted to be like, dude, turn your screen and amazing show. And that's really cool that you're watching this. Um, but yeah, warning, maybe not watch it in public because right. it's graphic. All right, Lily, you have 12 more recommendations so i'm gonna yeah, go to so, bed no i will i'll skip yeah there i'll have a whole other thing to do about another thing that i saw that was very annoying and then i saw fire festival that right. Becky, right. Right. Becky, I, take I, us to it back so i'm only going to talk about fire festival it's the only because i like shy i've been watching future man lily sex like lily been watching sex education so there's two festival there's two documentaries out right now about fire festival which if people don't know it was this um supposed to be this luxury, you know, four day long, uh, music and like music festival in the Bahamas that turned out to basically be a big fraud and people flew out there and basically got stranded with like no food and water and like a tent city. And it was very dramatic as it was unfolding. Not at all. It sounds like the worst Comic-Con ever. (laughs) And and it was very, it was very big scandal because it was promoted by these, um, social media influencers. So there's two docs out one on Hulu, one on Netflix. I did my research. There's no way I was going to watch two. I chose the Netflix one because it supposedly had much better access and interviews in it. And I have to tell you, it's like watching a horror show train wreck. I literally had nightmares last night. Have you seen it, Mike? Yes, I've seen both. I saw both. Which one did you like better? Oh, yeah, which one did you like better? I liked Hulu just because Billy was interviewed, so you could right. see the they stupidity in his face anytime right. they asked him a question and he couldn't answer it. They um, paid him for that interview. Yeah, they paid him for that. I mean, I think they yeah. both had fantastic merits. I thought the Netflix one was going to be conflicted because the guys who produced it were the F. Jerry guys, so I thought they were going right. to make themselves look a little better, but they didn't. It was very right. high integrity. Yeah. Um, as a meeting professional for 25 years and of course as the founder a co-founder of all-star con yeah it definitely made my skin crawl it made Doesn't me very it? uncomfortable like, you know, they like massive like film shoots we produce a championship every year a, wait, sorry a martial arts championship so it's not as large as your comic-con but it's it's an event that involves like hundreds and hundreds of people thousands of people and people coming from all over the place 
you do the Comic-Con, if you've organized a birthday party and you watch this, you're sort of like yeah. having yeah. palpitation. I just, I feel like it showed me, it, it really exposes everything that's wrong with basically my generation, millennials, tech bros, you know, yeah. excess, our obsession, tech, I mean, literally tech bros, like you said, make my skin crawl. They make me want to vomit. Um, and that's what this guy, Billy McFarland is. He isn't, he's a tech bro. Well, I think yeah. he's also like, and, like, a sociopath who's well, he's yeah. a con man, yeah. he's a con man and a yeah. sociopath. And yeah, my wife was like, How how could he do this? I'm like, He's a sociopath, he, right? Like, no, like, he has like, no empathy or anything, but it's quite uh, phenomenal. The it, social media part, though, I have to say, inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was like, It is such a powerful tool, I need to be doing better with my business. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> But I, but I actually think it's such an interesting study in really our obsession, our obsession with celebrity, our yeah. obsession with with luxury, the whole concept of FOMO, and it's it's really an interesting study about this moment in our culture. It's something like our kids will watch one day, and I hope be like, "Wow, you guys are idiots." Um, and it, and I'm not kidding. I had two back-to-back nightmares last night that I was stranded. <laughs> I was stranded in that That place. means you would have had to have enough money to buy a ticket to go there. Well, in it's one of the scenarios, yeah, in one of the scenarios, it turns out I had crazy ninja skills, so it was cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, I, awesome. I think it's called Fire, the Greatest Party. Festival that, that never, festival happened, never happened. happened. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Whatever. And, and, and one. Uncomfortably enough, there's not a documentary on it, but if you peel back and you look up Universal Fan Con, oh. um, there is actually a that was around here in the it... Comic Con world. There's frauds in the Comic Con world that are very, very similar to what happened with Fire Festival. And yeah, Universal Fan Con was a convention that was to take place last last year in Baltimore, and God, they followed the template to a T. Really? Uh, a week, four, five days before the event, mm-hmm. were supposed there to take were people place. flying. They, yeah, they canceled it. Well, at least they canceled it. Canceled it. <laughs> well, they just let all these schmoes but, but, turn uh, up. And I'll just let me say something nice about the All Star guys because I remember when Universal Fan Con got canceled, and you all went and turned around and did something nice for the fans of Universal Fan Con, right? Didn't yeah, you all yeah. welcome them? There was some I forget what it was, but you all I remember were like, "Hey, we know people are bummed about Universal Fan Con. Here's how we can welcome you into the All Star yeah, family." Yeah, we offered a discount. We offered a discount to anyone using. Oh, you know, I think nice. it was Universal Fan or something and and there were other organizations in the area who actually put together that weekend in baltimore a mini con because like you said people had tickets people had hotels they couldn't cancel them because it was inside of the window or people just and people were trying to make money so a lot of the vendors had already shipped their stuff to baltimore so they had to come back here anyway so they some of them most of them flew i think a handful of celebrities still showed up and they found a building in baltimore and they had like you know I think it was um, Wicomico Con, because um, it was in the Wicomico area. But they had it in a building, and they really tried to make something of it. And it was kind of a, if they ever do the documentary, the ending of it will be fantastic, because it was pretty inspirational that in four days, these guys, who all of them were screwed from the Universal Con people, put together an event that was, you know, was okay. That was, you know, that, that showed that, hey... The community is all together. But yeah, the story behind it, if you just look at a couple of, there's a couple of articles that actually made 
mainstream con or meeting planning news because it was just a such a CF that um, a lot of people, I mean, like that week when I saw it, I was like, I contacted you. I was like, Kevin, they canceled it. And he was like, what? I was like, Universal's fan cons canceled. Like, that was like Saturday. We were supposed to go as guests of the founder. <laughs> he invited wow. us to go. So it's just and biting off more than you can chew. It was biting off so much more than they could chew. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a it's an incredible story. Hopefully there'll be a documentary on it soon. Maybe some local guys will do it, but it's but you can't find the people. They went running. You can't find them. There's no Billy McFarlane here. That guy's gone. Right. You don't know yeah. we don't know where he is. Oh wow. Right. That's wild. Whoa. Well Mike it's crazy. What have you been watching? That isn't a um, life, life, uh, life-changing documentaries yeah. on uh, yeah. <laughs> event planning. I, I, I did start watching the Ted Bundy tapes last night. Oh, I, know. I, I, you know what? I, I, watch I, I watched the trailer like three times, read his Wikipedia page, and then couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. I, I, we watched A Star Is Born instead. It might have, I might have been late when I was watching it, but I fell asleep during the first episode. So I'm like, I don't know. I might have to go Ooh. back and watch it I just to see if I can get into it. You yeah. fell asleep. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I did fall asleep. <laughs> um, I literally I'm watching, was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, I'm watching Ozark on Oh, Netflix. I love that show. I think I, I've loved uh, everything I think that, that Jason Bateman has ever been. Yeah. What season so, are you on? Just I just started. We just started. Oh, so it's great. I'm soaking really, it in. It's dark, and I really I, it's like dark. It. I love the way it's shot. Um, yeah. And I, I love the characters. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he gets out of this mess. So. It's, it sucked me in. There's one, your show in Dippity. Um, I had one last year, Imposters. It was a, oh. a show on Lifetime. It was a series on Lifetime. I think it went for maybe three seasons. And I just watched it on a just me and my wife watched it. It's, it's a very funny, intriguing show. And it's it. silly and funny. Look it up. Um, it's it's about. Um, that was a, your show in Dippity? That was my thing. I mean, we hit it right at the perfect time. I've had a couple of those. I think I was sick once, and Twenty Four became my show in Dippity. Uh, I mean, I watched like yeah. five, <laughs> I watched five seasons of it. Like it seemed like in a weekend, you know. Um, and the first CSI, uh, Las Vegas CSI, was my also one that I hit it at the perfect time. And I think it was because they did a, they did a marathon, and I think I was sick or something. And the way they used to do it is, it would be like if it was two o'clock to three o'clock, it would end at like two fifty-five. And they would immediately go into the next episode. Oh, that's so awesome. I couldn't turn off. Like, cause by the time I like mm-hmm. soaked in like the initial scene and then, you know, William Peterson does his little quick pun. I'm like, I can't turn this off now. I have to. <laughs> and then they just, it was like, it was like an all day marathon. So I'm like, what is this show? I have to watch it. So that's what I was. But right now, Ozark. You can get imposters on Amazon prime. Yes. Oh no. I love it. I watch yeah. it. Watch it folks. It's a funny show. Um, yeah. Ozark. Um, of course, the Goldbergs. I'm watching that. I've been watching that. Oh, I, I absolutely love the show. Um, and then Deadly Class. Yeah, Deadly show. Class. I have to, you know, self-promote a bit on Deadly Class because we do have Luke Tenney who plays uh, awesome. Willie on the show um, at All Star. But it's a fun show. It's set in the '80s. Um, a lot of '80s references. Very punk rocky. Um, cool. It's based out of San Francisco, um, and it's about a school. If you're not familiar, a school of assassins. Um, Ooh, uh, like high school it. student assassins yeah. and pretty much it's like 
dark high school. I mean, it's very Riverdale-y. Oh. Is this, is this a sci-fi uh, sci-fi show or sci-fi? It's show? all sci-fi. Oh, it's I gotta sci-fi. say, I don't know if you ever seen Winona Earp, but sci-fi. Yes. That's a terrific show. Sci-fi's got a couple of real gems. Yeah, they, real, they have some good ones. Oh, all right, I'm, they I'm do in well. on Deadly And class. Benedict yeah. Wong is in it. Benedict Wong is the headmaster of the school. Right. Oh, Henry Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins is what? Yeah, he played. That's it. I'm all in. Yeah, it's very straight high school, but they're assassins, so you have your cliques like you would have in an 80s high school you probably have even now so you have your unique little cliques and it's about this kind of outsider kid who doesn't belong in any of the cliques Uh, he doesn't belong in any of the cliques and he's been recruited to go to this school and it's about him fitting in the only thing is it's not oh i'm gonna throw food at you or dunk you in the garbage can it's you might get killed so it's (laughs) it's and it's it's very adult um kids can't watch it Lots of adult language. Uh, it's on late, I think, at 10, 11 o'clock on Sci-Fi. So they oh, go buck wild. Awesome... Or you can get it on Amazon Prime. All right, as well. Josh. When there you, you go, Josh. When you hear this episode, Deadly Class, we're both going to start watching this. All right. Cash. Uh, it's from Rick Remender, who is a famous uh, comic book writer, but also is produced by the Russo brothers, known for oh. the last several. Um, yeah. you know, Avengers movie, so it's really well sure. done. Such amazing storytellers, those guys! Wow, yeah. they know They're how to the play. actors is going to be at Comic Con at the yep. All Star. And one of the actors, yep, yep, the big tall <laughs> guy who's a kind of a gangbanger. Um, Luke you know, I won't tell you about his background on the show; it's quite cute. But um, yeah, Luke right. Tenney's going to be at All Star Con. This will, be, this will be part of our uh, our part of our uh, research. Uh, I'm psyched for it. All right, so Mike, now at this point in the show, we do shout outs, meaning anyone you want to send love to, anyone you want to promote, anyone whose work that you know you're admiring, or just you know your kids, whatever you want to do. Cool. All right. Well, I'll give a shout out to my two basketball players who had a fantastic game uh, last uh-huh. yesterday. Ooh. So shout out to Eli Nico. I call them the Flash Brothers, a takeoff of uh, <laughs> of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They call themselves the Splash Brothers. So I call these guys the Flash Brothers. That's awesome. I'm actually taking the youngest to go play basketball right now. It's beautiful out here. If you're in Northern Virginia, oh my God, yeah, it's right. Like it's the first nice day right we've had him. <laughs> yeah, it was five so degrees like four days ago. <laughs> but um, and of course, um, you know, I got to, I I, I got to plug All Star Con. Yeah, please. So, <laughs> that's what I do. So theallstarcomiccon.com. Follow us on social media. On Facebook and Twitter, we are at All Star Comic Con, and on Instagram, uh, the All Star Comic Con. I believe my Instagram is All Star Comic Con Mike, so you can check out photos, not only con related, but every now and then I put photos of my kids playing basketball, me doing stupid stuff, you know. So just just check it out. Like I said, it's a pop culture celebration. That's all it is. That's and awesome. Join our family, join our community, be a part of it. Awesome. Right. Lily, how about you? Shout outs? I feel like on my tombstone, I wanted to say it was a pop culture celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, you can follow me, Chichi K. Gomez, on Twitter um, and Friday Night Movie on Instagram because I often put stuff on there. Yeah, you do a good job with mm-hmm. that. I mean, we all yeah. it's all three of us running that, but it, that makes it even funnier because I get in. You really, I, I wonder if people can tell when it's me. I think they can tell when it's I you. You're the funniest tell. of the three of us. Well, I mean, Becky. I won't argue with you. Uh, shout outs. So, big news weekend's film, which we've been talking about. Oh, sorry. About you said here. shout outs. I said my handle. Well, Mike said his I handle, so you can do them together. Like, Don't worry oh. about it. It's. I think yes. it was a good move. Um, so, we've been talking a lot about the short animated film Weekends, which was nominated for an Oscar. So, last night at the Annie Awards, which is um, an animation 
award ceremony. It's really, really big deal. Uh, they won best short animated film. So they won in their category, and which Lons is like, was a, there. yeah. What? And our dear Lons friend Lance was there. Lons in the, there? Yeah. She was yeah. in the audience. And, oh and of oh. course, congratulations to Trevor, who not and only is, Trevor. <laughs> not only is he Becky's. Congratulations to Lonser being there. Um, and <laughs> to Trevor for winning. For winning. For and not only is he, you know, not only did he create this incredible film with all these other amazing artists that we know, he babysat my oldest child once. So now he's an Annie award winning director. Hopefully <laughs> yes. soon an Oscar award winning director. Yeah. We're really pulling for weekends. Well, awesome. And Beck, where can people follow you? On Twitter at PaperBKPrincess and um, on the uh, Insta account for the Friday Night Pod. But um, yeah, you can tell when I post on it because I don't. She doesn't. But he doesn't know how to use. But in fairness, she doesn't know how to use it. And I want to. I want to give. We we believe deeply in the term Pottern family. Well, when Pottern family is real family, it's even more special. Our awesome cousin Jesse has started a podcast out of Texas called Tacos and Turntables, and they go and eat and talk about pop culture. And is a really charming show. I really enjoyed the first episode that dropped this week. They talked about their Oscar. The reactions to the Oscar nominations. I cannot get enough of conversation about that. So I, I really enjoyed it. Plus, like, as they discussed the food, it just made me super hungry for tacos. So, Jesse, congratulations on starting that podcast off. We can't wait to Amazing. cross over yes. with you. Um, you can check our Instagram because we've been um, reposting some of their stuff. So if you want to look at, if you want to go and check out their um, their podcast, you can you can go look at our stuff too because we are we are promoting it. And uh, with that, you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie stuff at FridayNightMoviePod.com. And uh, you, of course, will not only will you see Mike at the All-Star Comic Con, we will be there exhibiting part of the All-Star Comic Con family June 8th and 9th for the actual con, June 7th for the big party the night before, which we're really excited to be about, or excited to be at. You can get tickets. I recommend you getting tickets uh, by going to... Uh, it's allstarcomiccon.com or theallstarcomiccon.com? It's allstarcomic. The theallstarcomiccon.com. The. The. The the. Now is as good a time as any to get tickets. And yeah. um, uh, we're thrilled. I got our second uh, set of vendor tickets so that we all have access now and not just two of us. So that's exciting. And um, with that, the music of What Does It Eat will kick in. And this is an important moment in the show, Mike. This is where you dance. Okay. You, you don't hear the music because it's hard for me to make it come alive while the show's happening. But this is just, you know, in your mind. There you go. In your mind. Lily might take a picture and uh, throw a boomerang or something. The music plays. It's in the background. It plays us out. And then I wish you all goodbye. Oh, yeah. Dancing yeah, out with your dad. And, and Mike um, wins. Oh, yeah. Shabba taught me. Shabba taught me that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, Amazing. My, that was so hard. Oh, my goodness. I know, because he did it slow. And I could do it slow, but he was like, I'll do it fast. I'm like, no, I'm doing it slow. Oh, my God. Slow. So you're going to have dinner with him? I yeah, can't. he's like, doing dinner. Is, is it like, is it okay to geek out about break-in and stuff? 
No, I, I don't do that with him. We, we usually talk like cocky. Like, like, you gotta be things. cool, though. I know yeah. you gotta be cool, but like, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm not asking Shabadoo. I'm asking Mike who's gonna talk to Shabadoo. <laughs> I'm one, re- I should be rem- one removed from all ce- celebrities. We know. <laughs> that's I'm true. Just, You're that's- dangerous when you talk to 